Hi, and thanks for joining Interesting People for 20, where in each episode we'll be speaking with people who have stories that are inspirational, motivational, and often truly amazing. This 20-minute quick podcast is meant to be something you can listen to at lunch, on a break, or out for a short walk. We'll hear about achievements, setbacks, and the challenges you might not normally see. Just about everyone has an interesting story, if you ask. I'm Eric Cohen, your host. I'm an inventor, technologist, and sometimes cyclist. But most importantly, I love a good story. And I really hope you find my guests as interesting as I do. My name is Lou Panachon. I am co-founder and CEO of UFOS. UFOS is a recovery footwear technology, and we're pioneering the category of recovery footwear through the UFOM technology. Hi, Lou. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Eric. So we've worked together since, oh, the late 1980s, which uh, on a project that we worked on together, which I enjoyed immensely. But you've worked in footwear much of your career. I have. I have my whole career. Yes. So I started uh, back in 1980 with Nike, and I spent eight years with Nike working mostly on the R&D side of things. And uh, a lot of that time was in Asia which was fantastic, Uh, you know, got to, you know, roll up my sleeves and really get into product development and manufacturing and that side of the business. And then I moved to Reebok in the late 80s and spent 12 years with Reebok, mostly R&D, but some, some of that time was on the manufacturing side as well. Yeah, the, both of those were great experiences for me. And uh, you mentioned the pump, you know, and we worked together on that. That was, I'd say, one of my top five things that, you know, including what I'm doing now, that I was n- nothing but good memories creating that and working on that with you, Eric. I remember, Lou, when we worked together, this is back in 1988, 1989, on the development of the pump. And the one thing that struck me um, about, working with you you were head of r&d at the time if i if i remember that correctly yeah um you always wanted to make sure that what we developed had real uh benefit to the user in this case it was a basketball player or a tennis player or someone who was running it needed to have real and meaningful benefit correct yeah no that's just uh I think that comes from my running background, right? You know, where it was so important to have the right running shoes. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I got into the industry, you know, preventing people from getting injuries, improving performance, you know, all those types of things. And that's why the pump was meaningful at the time when we when we did that, because there was nothing like that in the market. And, you know, by creating that technology, it helped people customize fit, get better support, things that you couldn't get with just traditional footwear. After Reebok, Lou, what did you do and how did UFOs come about? So after Reebok, I started uh, my own kind of R&D firm. And eventually I merged that with three other people that I worked with at Reebok, uh, Paul Brown, Juan Diaz, and Steve Liggett. 
providing design development sourcing services for existing brands that needed that. At the same time, we would tinker, work on things and develop things that we thought would be meaningful. And UFOs came out of that. Right. But back in your in your previous years, Reebok and Nike, they were focused on on performance and jumping higher and running faster. UFOs takes a different approach, doesn't it? It does. It takes a very different approach. And and uh that's the opportunity that we saw with it. It starts with the foam technology. We call it UFOAM. And UFOAM does the exact opposite of what is in performance footwear. Those foams are resilient. So they're designed to help you run fastest and jump highest because of the resilient properties, meaning they're very springy. Uh, that's what you need, right? When you're when you're you're trying to perform. Our foam is the opposite. It's got a slow rebound. Impact absorption is the main quality. The benefit to people is it's reducing the stress, you know, on your feet, on your joints. So when you're not performing, when you're not trying to compete at the highest level and you need to recover or you just want comfort or you just want protection for your body, UFOAM is a superior technology. People need that every day. I know that uh, after attending trade shows, for example, my feet are feel like they're actually on fire unless I'm wearing good, comfortable shoes. But let's go back to how you uncovered UFOM. How did you stumble upon or intentionally develop UFOM? Yeah. So, you know, like I said, just, you know, focusing on performance was one thing, right? But at the same time, most of the time you're wearing footwear you know, you're not wearing it for performance reasons. The hard, unnatural surfaces that we live on, you know, complicate things on top of it. You know, even if you're barefoot on a hard, un unnatural surface, you're creating stress on your feet, you're creating stress on your joints. So, you know, we were doing some work with a chemist over in Asia that had done this impact absorbing foam for other products, things like impact absorbing foams in helmets. And, and uh, the immediate feedback we were getting from people was very, very positive. What was the moment, Lou, that you were doing some testing? I don't know if it was uh, technical testing or consumer testing, where you and Paul and Juan and Steve looked at each other and were like, hmm, I think we have something here. Other companies are into performance, they're not interested in recovery. There's a real market opportunity. How, how did that come about? And what was the, the, what gave you the confidence that you could actually start a business? So we decided to take it a step further and see if any of the performance companies or any of the footwear companies that existed would be interested in licensing it from us. Because like I said, at the time, we were, our company was a design development sourcing company. We weren't a sales and marketing company. So we thought the way that we'd make money on this is license it to an existing brand. We were in the market about a year. Once we got far enough along with testing, talking with existing brands about licensing this technology. In the meantime, we were continuing our testing and it just wasn't matching up for us. You know, the kind of the feedback we were getting from people was so good. There was a lot of interest from existing 
companies, but they were already established. Their mission was already set. They were in performance. We just felt like this had its own reason for being. It actually came in two stages. So the, the first one was, you know, during the testing and, you know, we were, like I said, getting feedback from people that were wear testing it. Uh, we were also wearing it around ourselves. Three of the four of us were men's size 10. So we made men's size 10 samples. So we were getting to experience it ourselves. And I know I found without even thinking, it's not like, okay, I'm going to test this today. That's what I wanted to put on every day. The feedback we were getting from people was very positive, And it was that we had something unique. It wasn't immediate that we were thinking, okay, we've got to enter the recovery footwear market with this technology. So we started selling basically in, in January of 2012. Uh, the Boston Marathon Expo was April of 2012, so it was early on. It was the smallest booth we could buy, you know, because we we just didn't have that much money. You know, it's a busy expo. There's a lot of runners there. And it was during that time it hit us that we've got something very meaningful. The first product we came out with was, you know, we called it the, the original, and it was uh, in the form of a sandal. So that hit us that here's serious runners because they're here, you know, to, to compete in the Boston Marathon. That's what led us to recovery. Lou, it's amazing. Uh, I've interviewed a number of people that have started businesses and the initial consumer feedback that they've received hasn't been in the hundreds or thousands. They haven't done formal market research studies a number of them actually did very small studies and 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 got good feedback. I don't know if you remember, but when you and I were working on the pump back in the in the late 80s, we went to Cohasset High School and we had their basketball team try some of the very very crude prototypes that we had. And that was a sample size of what, 10 or 12. And with that feedback, we went back to Paul Fireman and said, here's the feedback we got from the from Cohasset High School. I think John Morgan got us set up with the coach, if you remember. Yep. And that was that was all the market research we initially did. We we and and Paul was like Absolutely. And that's on, and that's what right? I found, and I've definitely found that with UFOs. You know, if it's if it's true with a small segment of the population. It's going to be true, you know, for the larger segment as well, too. You know, that's why we, you know, you know, even though our wear testing was maybe 20 people in the early days, say 19 out of those 20, most of them were super positive feedback. We're giving these this product to people and having them test it. No one's paying money for it. You know, how's it going to be, you know, if we ask people to pay money? Paul Brown and I went down to, uh, it was a surf shop in Situate, Massachusetts, where, you know, Paul knew the owner there. So we asked, you know, can you do us a favor? Can you just display these here? Charge 40 bucks for them. And if you sell any, we'll just split split it 50-50. You take 20, we'll take 20. But basically, we want to see if people are interested in these. We didn't have like any kind of marketing to support it. You know, uh, we, we hung it with rope and we just said to him, you know, if anyone buys a pair, 
if you don't mind, take a photo of the first person because no one's ever paid money for these shoes before. And number two, you know, just give us a call. You know, let us know when that happens. Paul and I are on in the same car. We you know, went down there together. We're coming back, and and uh, my phone rings, and it was the the store owner. He sold a pair. You know, already so, just just yeah. as you were basically leaving the store within about ten minutes. Yeah. So so you know. That told us something, right? And within within a matter of about two weeks, he sold through most of what we left him, which was maybe about 20 pair. So it was pretty good, right? You know, people, you know, are willing to pay money for this. <laughs> right. So that gave you the confidence to scale. So start talking about, I mean, you're, you're very experienced shoe veterans, not only in design, but in technology and manufacturing and marketing and sales. There's an expression for people like you. Lou, what is that? Shoe dogs. <laughs> so we have four shoe dogs who are uh, developing this, this amazing technology and these shoes that are starting to sell. People, that's always the litmus test, right? Will people buy? So t- talk about UFOs and scaling. W- what happened next? So next we said, okay, before we can start selling, I'm guessing, you know, we might have had 15 retailers that had signed up over the course of those expos to receive product. But we had to buy production first, you know, because if they're if they're going to be placing orders, we got to be able to fill it. You know, production for this was expensive. That was one of that was our biggest investment of all of it was buying the inventory. And the pricing was based on the volume that we ordered. Uh, so we decided to order 50,000 pair. So that's what we did. We ordered 50,000 pair basically with no business. I remember there were a lot of sleepless nights by me during that time thinking, you know, you know, what have I done? Yeah. Are we going to be able to sell these? If not, what are we going to do with them? We had about 15 stores that by the time the product got delivered, which was in December, 2011, that, you know, had made commitments and running was hard to get into, to be honest. Any store was hard to get into. The stores we got into, our sell-through was very, very good. And we were fortunate early on, basically, I think it was March of 2012, we hit it good with a big agency called Kittrigen Associates. Basically, from that moment on, through the rest of 2012, we went from those 15 stores to, I think, 400. We were pushing. We were pushing to get stores to take us. It, just, it doesn't just happen. You're going to make it happen. Right. Uh, but now, UFOs, I see TV commercials. I see things online. I see them in stores. What What? What? and when did it happen that, that was it just all of a sudden it took off? Or is it still, is it, how's the growth? What is the growth? The growth like? has been steady. The growth has been steady. It hasn't been like a huge, all of a sudden it's taken off. It's been, but it's been steady. You know, we've been growing, you know, on average 50% a year, right? From the beginning. We haven't changed, right? We've stayed focused on the benefits of the technology, pioneering the recovery footwear category. And especially with uh, the ability to communicate to people directly through ufos.com. I think we're reaching a mass now, right, with 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 consumers. Uh, I know that developing a really great product is important to you. 
Um, I also know that giving back and and how charitable you are. Can you talk a little bit about UFOs and 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 charitable giving? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. This this goes to the heart of of our company. When we started the company, we did it off of a mission, and we set that mission. It was actually during the testing of the product before we even started selling it, and it was based on the feedback that we were getting from people that basically was translating to making people feel better. And that's what our technology was doing. And that's what our technology does. You hear that from a small group, like we did during testing, we're hearing it from, you know, the, the millions of people now that, that we were, were able to get UFOs on. We've created a marketing campaign around that called Movers on our website, you know, highlights a lot of these, the, the, these people that have had life-changing experiences in a lot of cases, our charitable contribution basically came from that wanting to make people feel better. And it happened when, you know, one of our, I mentioned, you know, the four of us that started it, we were in the design development sourcing side of the business. We needed one marketing person, one salesperson. The marketing person was a woman named Duncan Finnegan. So Duncan helped us right from the beginning, you know, with, with, uh, getting the company started. She loved UFO. She had a lot of energy. She was an athlete herself, tennis player, distance runner, skier, you know, Duncan got diagnosed with stage four breast cancer about three years into the building of UFOs. She wanted to keep working. Um, We just said to Duncan, what can we do to, to help you? You know? And she said, you know, raise money for Dana Farber, which is where she was getting treated. Well, I have an idea. She goes, what if we start this program called Project Pink? We were just starting to sell through ufos.com at the time, just tie a percent of our sales from there to donations to Dana-Farber. And we said, absolutely, we'll do that. But over three years, we were able to save up $84,000 and we went and made a donation to Dana-Farber. So that was in 2017, we made that donation. You know, fast forward to present 2022, and we've got this on our website, but we've exceeded $2 million in donations to Dana-Farber. So, and it's all been just through that program that Duncan created. We continue to donate 2%, basically, of all our sales on ufos.com to Dana-Farber. So that's an important part of UFO's mission. Yeah, it, t- it ties back to to making people feel better. That's, that's what, you know, if, if you can't do that for you know, the people that are helping you and working in your company, uh, you can't do that for customers. What's amazing, Lou, is you've carved out um, a niche in footwear. Um, you know, there are, there are the big brands, there are the big retailers, but you're sticking to your mission. You're focused on recovery because y- you're only wearing performance footwear for one or two hours a day. Then there's all the other hours and then what do you want people to be wearing? Absolutely. No, absolutely. Again, that's that's what our technology does. And, you know, it to me, it's very powerful. And again, yeah, we just want to keep telling people the facts and the truth about our product. We're fortunate we're, a, we're able to enter kind of a new segment of the market, you know, that we're pioneering with recovery footwear. But our technology is applicable beyond that. We've got a long 
a long runway ahead of us with this. I was going to ask, what do you think's in the future? You know, is it is it new designs? I know that you have new designs. It's not just sandals. It's different types of shoes. But how about UFOs, NFTs in the metaverse? Anything like that coming up, Lou? Well, we've got, you know, we started, like I said, with, with open-toed product. We had basically a sandal and a slide when we started. We've got, if you go on our website now, you can see our complete range. There's probably a hundred different SKUs. And we've gone to, to, you know, from sandals to, you know, footwear. And we're just following what our consumer asks. Uh, and they're asking for pretty much everything, Eric, <laughs> you know? So, so it's just, it's just, how do you stage it? We, we have a lot of runway with, with what we've got now, but we're adding new products every year. We, we just came out with two new introductions uh, for, for sale now. We call the Omega, uh, and it's uh, basically it's adding 50% more U-foam. Basically, the more U-foam you can get between your foot and the ground, uh, you know, I haven't been able to try it because it's just in women's product. But you know, the feedback that we're getting is it feels even better, right, than than what we've got. And the product that's just going to be coming out is called the Ucan Do, and Basically, uh, that basically takes the same thing, same same uh, foam compound, the same footbed design, but encaps- encapsulates it with a with an U-foam upper that cl- encloses around your whole foot, including the heel. And that'll be coming out in just a couple of months. We've already, like I said, we're getting requests for any kind of footwear you can imagine. And so those are the opportunities for us. <laughs> And it's important to stay true to your mission, right? Absolutely. It's- absolutely. No, absolutely. You know, and yeah, we get asked other things too, but yeah, we won't, you know, everything, it, it's so important to us to stay true to, you know, again, our soul, which is our mission, and then also our values, which relate to the decisions we make and how we work. Having known you for over 30 years, Lou, it's hard for me to hide my enthusiasm for the company that you built, and it's been an absolute pleasure to learn more about how you started UFOs. Well, Eric, thank you for this opportunity, and it's always good to talk to you. Thanks again for listening to Interesting People for 20. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please go to ipfor20.com to listen to more. Or you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Keep doing great things. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Interesting People for 20.